Welcome to the Clark Howard Show, which is your show. This show is about giving you guidance, advice, information, so you can keep more of what you make. Now, on this show, I do my best to provide advice, information, and guidance. But there are times that you feel I came up short on any or all three of those things. And that's why we have Clark Stinks at Clark.com, where you're able to go to Clark Stinks and share where you feel my answers might be incomplete, misguided, or if you think so, just plain wrong. And then once a week, our producer Krista goes through your posts on Clark Stinks and shares highlights with you right here on the air. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. All right, before you start, Krista, I wanted to tell you, I get comment after comment from people how much they love this segment of our show. (laughs) That's awesome. You love it. I know you you have fun with this. All right, we'll start with this one. Clark, you care so much about young people and the dangers of their addictive habits, e.g. texting and driving, etc. So please don't use fake words like ginormous. You use this quite a bit. You are not helping their English skills, which are already horrible. And shame on Webster's for declaring acronyms like OMG actual words. Have a good day. (laughs) Oh. So ginormous needs to be excised from my vocabulary. Yeah, I guess I picked that up from my kids, and that's like almost like a normal word to me now. Are there any words that your kids use that now you found have slipped into your conversation? Oh, definitely. But and ginormous is one I've used before, too. I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. Okay, health savings accounts. I was thrilled to hear you talk about HSAs as a way to lower my taxes and save for future health issues especially when the income situation my husband and I are in at this point in our lives. When I researched, I found out that our very high deductible and coinsurance levels are in the range of what would qualify us to have an HSA, so I was even more excited. Then the bottom fell out. I wanted to ensure that I understood everything correctly before I started an HSA, so I contacted my insurance company. They informed me that, yes, my deductible and coinsurance costs do fall within the range set by the government. However, because we have co-pays for a few services, we do not qualify for HSAs. I was stunned, so I did some more research. I had to really dig, but I finally found a couple of articles that mentioned health plans that have copays are not eligible for HSAs. In fact, and please forgive me that I cannot find the source, one article said that 85 to 90 percent of health insurance plans do not qualify for HSAs, mostly because of copays, even though considered high deductible plans. Do you have any information on this? Yeah, that's completely true. When a health plan, a high deductible health plan, is HSA eligible, it will be marked as such on any insurance uh, literature that I've ever seen. And with an HSA eligible plan, what happens is there are certain medical services that are not subject to any copay or anything like that at all. And once you meet your overall deductible, you are from that point forward 100% covered. There are any of a number of high deductible plans that don't meet either of those criteria, and that's why in order to to know if you're in an HSA-eligible plan, 
normally it will be disclosed to you. If it doesn't say it, even if it's high deductible, it's not an HSA eligible plan. And if I didn't explain that well when I got you excited about it, I apologize for that. Heard two podcasts from Clark this week about how airline travel cards were not a good deal unless you travel at least six times per year or spend $5,000 per month. Wrong. I have an American Airlines MasterCard that charges me $95 per year, plus I get got a 60,000-mile bonus for signing up. But it gives me a free bag for me and my wife, $50 total one way, plus priority boarding. So even with one trip per year, we pay for the card and still have $5 left over after getting our bags for free. Plus, American and the other airlines usually charge for priority boarding, $25 a person, so we can actually come out way ahead in only one trip per year, and that's not counting all the air miles we're racking up. I've not, only, I've not had any problems using my miles for free travel, even when booking only a couple of days in advance. So while some airline cards may not be worth the money, we're very happy with ours. And now you know the rest of the story, Lee Conger. Thank you very much, Lee, and I love that Paul Harvey reference at the end there. And I am so glad that the Advantage card has worked for you. And when I talk in general terms about American, United, and Delta's airline mileage card tie-ins, I'm trying to do shock therapy to get you to think about whether or not you are getting actual real dollar value and payback for the card that you're paying the annual fee for. And if you are, like you are in your case, great, but I just don't want you to pay those huge annual fees on airline cards if you're not truly getting value back from it. Once again, Clark is trashing 403B plans. I had dozens of plans to choose from, and I have one via Vanguard, which includes any fund I want. Not one of the nine I'm in charges more than 0.5% in fees, most far less. Yet Clark keeps saying they're all a ripoff. Perhaps you should distinguish between good and bad plans. Either that or explain better where I'm getting ripped off compared to a 401k plan. By the way, I have a Roth account too. They're not mutually exclusive, so advising people to choose a Roth with a smaller annual cap over a 403B is overly simplistic at best. I appreciate that post more than you know. First, for the fact that you've been digging into fees, I do need to caution you that often with a 403B, the fee that you may be referring to that was the 0.5 may be only a portion of the fees you're being charged. One of the problems with 403B plans is that they don't do a, a good job of disclosing all the costs that are involved with them. And most 403B plans have effective all-in costs of 1.5% or higher three times what you just stated. If yours truly is at half a point, and that includes everything, that is a perfect choice for you, but would be most unusual for a 403B plan. Phew, what was that stench coming from my headphones? Clark, I'm disappointed in the cheap guy. You had a gentleman on a recent program that wanted a safe place to keep passwords. You told him about two paid services that could help him. How about free? I used I use KeepPass, which is a cross-platform, open-source, encrypted database for password storage. Say the name again. KeepPass. K-E-E-P-A-S-S, all one word. KeepPass, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not familiar with that. 
I keep the actual database file on either Dropbox or Google Drive so that I can have access so I can access it from any computer. You can even set it up on a thumb drive and use it on the go. Why pay for a service and risk that their cloud is compromised? Let's get some air freshener in here quick. Rick, computer scientist. Rick, I love that. And I will definitely check out KeepPass because till you mentioned it was something that I have never heard. I also use LastPass, and they do have a free version. I have I have it a family version, so I did pay for it, but they have a free version. Professor Clark, nice lecture on free trade. That's all it was, an academic lecture. Let's let me first say I believe in free trade, but as I have communicated before to many people such as yourself, too many people such as yourself try to directly apply academic understanding of a subject to the real world. It's not free trade when a country for various reasons dumps their product on another. You seem to not understand trade imbalances, surpluses and deficits. Are you not aware of them? Exchange rates are supposed to adjust to eliminate them, but it is far more complicated than that. We could sit down and have a long discussion on the subject, but until you recognize the difference between the academic and real worlds, it would be a meaningless conversation. Thank you, and I I was expecting more hostility about free trade. So uh, you refer to it as academic. I don't look at it that way. I I look at it as the marketplace ultimately sorts out, unless there are artificial trade barriers, the marketplace sorts out the most efficient provider of goods and services, both within a community, within a state, within a country, and across borders. And in the case of China, which is so much on the president's radar, China obviously has put up non-tariff barriers that have prevented American manufacturers and sellers of services from competing in the Chinese market. They are putting up trade barriers that are harmful to us. And by the way, those same barriers are harmful to the Chinese people. I am a strong believer in free trade, not as an academic exercise, but because I've seen the world become overall much wealthier because of free and open borders for trade. And so I am, I am a partisan for free trade. That means that I likely have times I have blinders on about trade. But I can tell you I believe that one of the key things that leads to greater wealth and better quality of life for people here and around the world is allowing each producer to produce what they do the best. Clark, you should check details before you tell listeners how they can now make Amazon returns at Kohl's. I foolishly walked in with a return package and was informed that my local Kohl's does not participate in the return program. Apparently, only select stores are offering this service. It would have been, it would have been nice to know this before I made waste, a wasted trip and then had to drive to UPS to mail the package. Details are important. You are completely correct. And if I failed, I knew the, uh, the Kohl's thing is an experiment and is only at participating locations at this point. And if I, speaking about it, failed to do that, then that is my bad, my fault. And I guess saying my bad would upset the first person (laughs) who was talking about my grammar or the words I use. Anyway, 
I apologize to you for wasting part of your day. I hope you found something you really wanted when you were in Coles, though. Dear Clark, <laughs> you were right about pointing out many cars can run on regular that are recommended for premium by the car makers. What you failed to mention was fuel economy may suffer enough to offset the dollars saved at the pump. It is good to know a car will run on regular in a pinch where premium is not available, but not for a savings technique. Rick. So, Rick, you were right that a car that calls for premium fuel will see a decline in horsepower and maybe see a minor decline in fuel economy. But the decline in fuel economy will not be as large as the percent savings you have dropping down from a gallon of regular gas and premium gas to regular gas. So what you said is right. I would say it's all a matter of degree. And unless you are in an older car or one that is a high-performance car, Without exception that I'm aware of, a car manual that calls for premium, that car will run just fine on regular unleaded. Nobody uses this expression unleaded anymore. They just call it regular. Appreciate all your posts. Please go to Clark.com, go to Clark Stinks, and let me know where I have come up short. Roger is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Roger. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Clark? Great. Thank you, Roger. How can I serve you today? There's this website that advertises different kind of deals in different states at discount price. And a friend of mine, it's been a few years ago, his wife found a, a kind of like a vacation package to Australia at a real good price. It was like maybe eight days and night, all this stuff taken care of for a certain amount of price. And when they told me the price, I was a little skeptical on how much. And that I had never heard you saying anything about this particular website, nor mention anything about any bill that they have on travel. I was just trying to find what's your take on. And what site is it? Groupon. Ah, okay. So Groupon has changed a whole lot. Groupon used to uh, be all about finding you discounts at a local restaurant or getting you a discount on having a massage or whatever it was. It was like an advertising vehicle for small locally owned businesses to let you know they were there. And that business really became a failure for Groupon and it looked like they were going to go extinct. Instead, they reinvented themselves as a seller of clearance merchandise and then also selling off distress travel. And distress travel means when there's a trip that has not sold out, sometimes uh, trip sellers will list the trips on Groupon and offer people a special deal. And they do it through Groupon because they don't want people who've already bought a trip to see, hey, I paid this much for it, and now people are getting it for this much less. So they dump the unsold places they have on Groupon and they range from decent deals to fantastic deals. It just depends on the particular one. So it is legit. It's not a scam. It's okay okay to, to, to take one of those deals. Well, let me say this to you. You know, all Groupon is doing is they're like listing deals that other people are doing 
Uh-huh. It's all about whoever that deal is with. Are they any good? Right. But a lot of the deals are, at least uh, looking at them, they're like, wow, that's cheap. You get the airfare, you get the hotel, you get these tours, and you get all that so cheap. So it seemed too cheap, so it's probably not any good. No, it's, it's, it's not a scam. It's just you may end up, like they tell you that's great hotels and you get there and the hotels are crummy or whatever. So you really want to, before you buy, you want to research where it is you'd actually be staying. And if it's an airline you're not familiar with, you want to check out what people think of that airline on TripAdvisor. But as long as you do those things and everything turns out to be A-OK and you're getting a steal of a deal take the deal glad you've taken time out of your day to join us here on the clark howard show where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off you can follow me at facebook.com slash clark howard if you are looking for a house there are a number of factors which are cross currents that affect your shopping in the market One of them I addressed recently in full detail that I'll only gloss over now, and that is mathematically, we've got a shortage of houses available for sale in the United States in entry-level and moderate house price points. And there are a number of special factors at play. One of them is that the generation coming up of first-time home buyers is a larger mass of people than the number of people in retiring baby boomers. So the people who at stages of their lives where they're saying, I'm done with this, I'm out of the house, is smaller than the number of people who are reaching the point that they want to own their first home. Second, builders are not building as many entry-level homes as in prior decades. And this is because of any of a number of factors that I don't want to bore you with, but builders are only attracted to the high end, and the high end is actually getting overbuilt, and the prices in much of the country are softening at the high end of the housing market, while at the same time, the entry-level and a moderate home price market, both of those segments are facing significant shortages of inventory. So I wanted to talk through how you deal with this. Overwhelmingly, first-time home buyers like to buy new homes. And new homes cost substantially more per square foot than used homes. If you will consider looking at used homes, that is a big advantage in the bang for your buck almost always in the amount of square footage you will get. You know, a new home, you're the first person ever to live in it and all the rest, but that is a psychological desire. If you will look instead at at the practical of what gets you the lowest cost per square foot, In an established neighborhood, I like used homes. I also prefer used homes 
because the neighborhood that it'll be in has generally stood the test of time. You know what is happening in that neighborhood and the surrounding area. Most entry-level home communities tend to be further from the core metro area you're looking in, and there's a potentially raw land that could be developed in ways that would be a negative for you. Where if you buy in an area that is established, the land has been developed in a, let's say, an inner ring suburb, something like that, you know what you're buying, what the area is like, and typically within range, what it's going to be like. Another thing is mortgage money is more expensive now. There are a number of factors that mortgage costs have gone up. That doesn't mean they'll stay up. One of the wild cards is if we get into an all-out trade war with communist, with, uh, with the Chinese, the result of that will be almost certainly lower mortgage rates. And that's because of pointy-headed economics that that would lead mortgage rates lower. So it's weird if you're a first-time home buyer or a move-up buyer, us slugging it out with the Chinese will have an effect of harming our economy, and that will in turn lower mortgage rates. If it turns out to be a lot of noise and fuss that uh, blows over, then mortgage rates will be higher than they've been and may in fact go higher yet from here. Teresa's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Teresa. Oh. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Good. So a car rental company is misbehaving. Tell me what they're doing. So when I dropped off my vehicle with a full tank of gas, they checked me in, notated it as full, and gave me a receipt, and I went on about my business. Uh, About a week later, I noticed a charge on my credit card for $91.71. And $91.71? Yes. yes. And nobody gave you any explanation, called you, emailed you, nothing? Nothing. I received a letter um, probably a couple days later, but it was dated March 7th, two days after I dropped off the vehicle, um, stating that the... Um, stating that when the vehicle was returned, the full tank was noted as full. However, the vehicle was serviced for the next rental, and nine gallons of gas were needed to refuel the vehicle. Wait, wait, wait. So Uh, there's a lot of things here. They're charging over $10 a gallon. Yes. As a refueling service fee even though it would have cost them whatever market rate minus a little bit to fill that tank that they claim the nine gallons were missing from. Yes. 
So um, did you buy gas within like um, 20, 30 minutes of turning the car rental in? Yes. All right. I I filled up a, probably about six miles from the airport. Oh, that's perfect. And uh, this is a crazy question. Please tell me you didn't pay cash for that gas. <laughs> what happens if I did? <laughs> if you pay cash, you have no proof and you have right. no way to prove to them after the fact that you had filled yeah. the tank. No, but I did I did use a debit card. That's okay in this case. You know, I don't like debit cards, but it creates the paper trail yeah. and all you need to do is supply them with a copy of your uh, if you don't have the slip, which I wouldn't. But no, you can I don't you either. can go in on your statement and you can print out a record of the purchase of the gas it'll show uh, how much you spent it may or may not show how many gallons and it'll show um, full detail where you will be able to make your case that you did exactly what you should have done and filled that tank right I just I, I feel that I mean a lot of people out there drop off their vehicle full and how how is it that that this car rental company can generate a letter, ding you for nine gallons of gas, and expect you know it's it's kind of well. Let me tell you, it can get much worse than this, Teresa. You can return a car, they give you the check-in slip, and all of a sudden see a charge on your credit card for thousands of dollars. Right. Where they say you damaged it, and you now owe them for the damage to the vehicle. Yes. So because of how the game is played, all you do in this case is you just know this could happen. You were the unlucky one. Did they ask you for any proof, or they just say you owe this? They, um, they have asked to um, send in a receipt or you know send them a copy of the receipt yeah just do that and and the problem should go away okay so even though you're having to now you're guilty till proven innocent they've already put this charge through on your card go ahead and dispute the charge with your credit card company and send them the proof that you purchased and the problem should be solved and i know it's a hassle you shouldn't have to deal with it's just the way it works. Tim is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Tim. Hey, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Tim. Tim, how can I be of service? Well, I had a, a couple things that I was curious about. I've heard you say in the past that um, you use um, some of the, your home uh, devices, the, the new assistant devices like Google Home and and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we we did a family test of Google Home and the Amazon Echo device. Right. Well, I heard you say um, that you use it 50 to 60 times a day. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I don't personally. We all collectively use it oh, okay. that number well, of times a day. I was just going to ask what, uh, you know, what you use it for. Um, so my daughter uses it very heavily for music. 
Um, I just ask it questions. I'll have it play a newscast. You know, these things offer such versatility now. You know, a lot of people listen to my podcasts on one of those devices, and you just ask them, and it, bam, it just starts playing it. Um, I, I love listening to the latest news headlines. I can just ask. Uh, we, we, the Alexas just gather dust now in our house. We ended up being in um, uh, Google Home because people didn't like the Amazon product in my household, just right. what they decided. But, you know, it, it does this great job playing. You can listen to newscasts whenever you want, uh, podcasts whenever you want. I am obsessed with weather, so I always ask, you know, what's the forecast and things like that. I mean, they do so many different things. My daughter uses it in a way also that I don't understand how she does it, but it changes, um, basically changes the channel on the TV through it working with the Google Chromecast device. And so I'm I'm not smart enough to tell you how that works, but it does. Well, I also had a a question about a um, my local utility here. If you don't mind? Go ahead. Um, the power company. Um, I noticed that they're they're trying to to give um, certain products and everything, and uh, they recently uh, wanted me to sign up for. It sounds like a whole house surge protector that comes in like through the power meter. Oh, I'm and, so glad you asked about that. Yeah, I, I knew it would be a good question to ask you because I didn't know if it was something that would, might actually be useful, but it is a monthly charge, so I didn't know if it was a, a money maker for the utility. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, they may be doing you a favor by getting you to think about having uh, either a whole house surge uh, protector or spending the money to go buy surge protectors for your key electronics items. And if you get, like, your TV is an example. That's the one people most often will have it, and their computer. If you go get one of those robust surge protectors, that's a really good idea. And the companies that sell the more expensive ones have um, guarantees with limitations, and conditions, but if you end up having your computer blow out from a uh, surge or lightning or whatever, they, within limits, again, I need to say within limits a zillion times, they'll pay to replace the item. Uh, getting the utility company a monthly charge probably isn't the best idea. Not the best. Getting you to think about it is a great idea. Buying it from the utility company, not a great idea. Okay. Does that help? Oh. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for your help, and uh, it was awesome to get to talk with you. And my daughter was so excited to hear that I was going on to uh, to talk for Clark because that's she always asks when we hop in the and she drives with me and hops in the truck. She says, "Are we listening to Clark?" What's her name? Kingsley. Kingsley. Yes, sir. Hi, Kingsley. Have a great day. How about that? All right. Thank you. Sure. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jim joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Jim, you're interested in buying a diamond as a deal. Is that right? Yeah, that is right, Clark. Thank you. How are you? Great, thanks. I don't normally think of diamonds as a deal, but they sure make somebody really happy when they get them. Well, when I was looking for, we, uh, we designed a ring... Uh, a few years ago when we started dating and always planned on replacing the center opal stone with a single diamond. And I was trying to, if you could help me find, how do I get a good deal on a single diamond? Because jewelry stores tend to be very expensive, and I know there's a diamond district in New York, but... Yeah, you know, you can... (laughs) All right, I'm going to give you two different paths. One of them, you're going to think I'm nuts. But believe it or not... Costco Wholesale sells very high-quality diamonds at a very low markup. Oh, interesting. And if they don't have what you want in a store, they have inventory available to you. And it's weird, if you live in a metro area with a lot of them, each of them has different diamonds in the case. Okay. Um, the, The biggest online seller is Blue Nile. Okay, I've heard of them too, yeah. And they are, they're probably the dominant online seller. Kiplinger mentioned some I was not familiar with that I can tell you, something I read in Kiplinger. They mentioned James Allen and then one called okay. White Flash. I haven't heard of that. And one other called B2C Jewels. B to C, okay. B to C, Jules, and I mean those three. I I have no knowledge or experience with, but I thought it'd be good to tell you about them because Kiplinger does a pretty deep dive when they write something like this. How big a stone are you looking at? Two carats. Okay. So one thing about buying a diamond, if you go just a whisker below the number you're looking for when it's in a round carat number like one, two, or three, uh-huh. psychologically in the market, like a 1.9 sells for a meaningful amount less than a 2.0. Okay. So just a thought. But, <laughs> but check out the ones. I know this is weird. My wife's diamond comes from Costco. I really believe in the deals you get on diamonds from them. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to The Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, well, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet, And they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com. 